Are the Chicago Bears making the playoffs? What pieces will the White Sox and Cubs be adding before the trade deadline? And we rank our most hated opposing players as Bears fans. This and more up next on the Team Bear Podcast. Let's go. Welcome back. This is the Team Bear Sports Podcast. Boys, we made it to episode two. I didn't think we'd make it. (laughs) We did it. We collected ourselves. We were able to find time. And hey, all of our listeners are, I'm sure, clamoring to hear what we got to say about Bears football, Bears in general, just whatever is on our our mind. before we get started, Tim Jackson, did you do anything fun over the weekend or during the week? Any any updates on you guys, what you've been doing the last week? Just, uh, you know, did some adult things, finished painting, uh, got out, played some disc golf, and uh, just, you know, watched the Cubs, you know, finally win a game. I uh, was very sad that they didn't, you know, sweep. I was hoping for some dinner on the roof from my colleague Jackson, but other than that, Happy to do week two podcast, and I'm just, I'm sure every one of our family listeners is just shocked that we, you know, actually decided to do week two, and they probably just thought that we were just joking, so. Jackson, what about you? Yeah, uh, I got fitted for a tux, um, had a, went to a pool party on Saturday, and did not get too sunburned, which is nice. Um Got a lot of good responses from friends all over the country who listened in. Uh, so we had people from like Philadelphia and D.C. who were cracking up at us, but they loved it. Um, you know, it, it's fun. And my aunt and my uncle uh, want to listen to it tomorrow. So I, I can't wait to give them the link to listen to it and to hear all of our bullshit arguments and yelling at each other. So let's do this. And then maybe and maybe by next week, episode three, you'll have a, a mic that. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Uh, but also, I'm also disappointed that we did not have dinner on the roof. Uh, my mom was actually for dinner on the roof because she actually said, "While you're up there, you should clean the the gutters," and I didn't clean the gutters. So. I know I was. I mean, I'm sure we'll get to, get into it momentarily, but uh, I was kind of hoping that it was going to be a reverse sweep because then you had to obviously do something. Oh, yes, 100%. I was going to go up. I was, he, would, yeah. he would have had to eat the roof, right? He would have had to eat a piece of the roof. Um, That was not in last week's episode, uh, but that could be discussed later. Let's get this going, man. All right. Well, I guess I won't have to say anything that I did. That's cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> figuring that was my birthday Monday, but, you know. It, was, it is. It is. Get... Happy, you're 29. Yeah, almost almost 30. I mean, I know you guys are freaking old, man. But, yeah, I know. I uh, had a good weekend. had some sushi. Got to hang out with uh, the fam. And, yeah, I guess we we will get started because, you know, I'm, Jackson's clamoring at the bit to get to get to talking about. My buddy, uh, turning, our, my buddy turning a year older? Forget it, man. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Last year of his 20s, we got to talk about the Bears. All right. We will talk about the Bears now. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to go game by game and kind of give our pre-pre 
season expectations of what the Bears record are going to be like. So we're going to go through each game of the Bears 17 game regular season schedule. That's weird to say. And well, I guess 18 including the bye week. Um, is that correct? I'm, I'm all this whole new schedule has got me all 18 weeks, 18 weeks games. with the, yeah, with a bye week week 10, three preseason games. It's all wacky, but we'll go. We're going to go through each of the games Give our prediction, kind of quick summary of what we think for each game. Obviously, things are subject to change, you know, injuries and all that. So, pre, like I said, pre-preseason, uh, if we get our records completely wrong, obviously, you know, it's pre-preseason. If we get it 100% correct, I'm taking full credit for that. I'm a genius. So, here we go. So, we have, let me just pull up the schedule here. We got... And we're not talking about preseason because no one could care less about preseason. I don't even know who we're playing. Just don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. If Justin Fields plays, I'll watch. But I kind of hope he doesn't because I don't. I he's like the closest thing. Well, then to... you never know if Nagy's going to do the whole. I'm never. Gonna, I'm going to sit my guys, but then I'm going to complain about my guys not being ready because I sat on the entire preseason. You never know. It, it def- the past two years, it definitely has bit them in the ass a couple of times on that, because if you look at like the first three weeks, they are not in shape, especially on the defensive side. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm sure that, I mean, I can already imagine what we'll be, what we'll be talking about and every other sports talk radio podcast we'll be talking about up until then preseason. But week one, we're starting out on football against the Los Angeles Rams with their new quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Uh, I have this game. I think we're coming into the season with a loss. I just don't see it's at LA two at the new stadium. I don't know. I don't see the bears taking that game. I think that the Rams are very talented. Um, I do think that uh, Mooney is just going to torch Jalen Ramsey on that's at least a couple dad. plays. Yeah, it's his, that's Jalen Ramsey's dad. The guy's been tweeting about it. Like, dude, shut up. Every, everyone shut up. Mooney doesn't own me and all that. I'm just like, just, if you got to tweet about it, you know, it's we're living in his head rent free. And, and especially, you know, I mean, I don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I don't predict that Justin Fields is going to be starting week one. Um, I'll give kind of my take on when I think he's going to be starting when we get to that game. But I think it's a loss. The Rams have been really good, and but they've had Jared Goff as their quarterback. I think Matthew Stafford immediately makes them a better team. Probably going to be in the playoffs, could make a deep run for the Super Bowl. Um, I don't think the Bears are going to be ready. I think they'll play him tough, but I don't think that they take the win in week one. Uh, Tim, uh, what is your prediction for week one? Week one, I think the Rams just kind of slap us. I agree that Fields doesn't play. I think Fields doesn't play because you got Aaron Donald, you got all these guys. I did, in my notes, have the Mooney owns Ramsey, so that's funny. Um, But McVay has our number, man. We can't especially us going to the West coast and, and winning that game. I just don't see it. I, I, and I, I really, I, I really think the NFL hopes that fields is playing because it's on that Sunday night, but I don't think fields plays. I think we just hope that Andy Dalton can get through that game and be alive, but he took some hits in Dallas. So I think, uh, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll finish the game gracefully, but we lose that game. Jackson. Yeah, I think this is a loss, too. Um, I think the X factor in this game is the Rams' defense. Um, every level, they have stud players. I don't see... I mean, Aaron Donald is the... You can make the argument that he is the best player in the league and arguably one of the best defensive tackles to ever play football. 
Um, I think he could be a matchup problem, especially with a young moving offensive line. Uh, I, I actually think Fields will start this. Like, I'm conflicted. I think the Bears will actually start Fields this game just for, to get like the NF, like the boost in the ratings to create some stir. However, I will give my official announcement later in the podcast when I actually think he should start. Um, but I, I, I think it's a, ma- a max-up problem. Like, McVay, like Tim has said, has beaten us the past two years. Um, we faced the Rams the, p- the past three years, and it seems like it's growing into a cool rivalry, you know, Midwest versus West Coast. Um, but the past few times in L.A., it's, it's not been fun. And I think the Bears keep it somewhat close, but I think their defense is just a little bit too strong. And if Andy Dalton's under center, like, I, I just don't see us moving the ball that well. All right, so we all have um, had the Bears at 0-1. I think if you ask any Bears fan, they'll probably agree. Uh, but obviously it's football, you never know. Uh, week two, we have a Sunday game against the Bengals. Tim, what do you have for that Sunday game against the Bengals? I, I think the Bears you know, walk into Soldier Field and they win this game with the Red Rocket at the helm. I think he has a revenge game against the Bengals. Because um, he didn't play against the Bengals in Dallas, did he? I don't believe he did. Okay. So the Bengals are still a bad team. Zach Taylor is a bad coach. He's going to lose his job. There's no way that he's going to con- continue to be the coach after this year. Um, you got Burrow. Yes, he'll, he'll put up some points. But our defense will find you know will find themselves that, that game being back at home with the we- weather still nice. And even with the Red Rock at the helm, because I also think that Fields is not on the field at this one. Um, I think that we, we, we're not going to blow them out, but we, we end up winning this game. I think the Bears win big. I do. I think they're just a, a better team. I think um, Bengals are still a young team that's growing. I think. I'm not a person who likes to think in blowouts, but I would not be surprised if the Bears win by, you know, two scores or more. Um, Coming back home, Bears are usually historically good with home openers. Bears, all day. Yeah, I I am agreeing with both of you. I think that the Bengals lose this game. The Bears win. I I don't know. I don't want to say big just because I don't know what the offense is going to look like at that point of the season, but I think they do win possibly by a touchdown or more. Um, I'm looking forward actually to seeing how the Bengals look in the future. I think that they have some good pieces. Joe Burrow, I think he's a stud. Um, but I think that this is a game that the defense comes out and just makes the Bengals pay for not drafting Penny Sal and taking uh, the wide receiver Jamar Chase out of LSU. So I think that there's it's a probably a two-plus turnover game for the Bears, a lot of sacks, Bears win. Right, then we got week three, Sunday, the Browns at the Browns. Jackson, take it away. All right, this is when Justin Fields will start his week three against the Cleveland Browns. Um, I know I said earlier a couple minutes ago that I would not be surprised if he starts week one if he beats out Andy Dalton uh, for the game against the Rams, but I think this is when the Bears make the move because people will get restless in Chicago, and let's be honest, Chicagoans are very restless people when it comes to their quarterback and when we want to see him play. Field starts. Um, 
the Browns are just a better team. Um, I I don't I don't believe the Browns hype right now. I can see the Browns having a drop off. Uh, there usually is a team in the playoffs who goes to the first or se- who goes who gets through the first or second round and has a drop off and that doesn't make the playoffs. I would not be surprised it is the Browns. But at this stage of the season, I think the Browns are just a little bit better than the Bears. Uh, it is in Cleveland. I could see the Browns winning by about a touchdown. So, pains me to say this. I think Fields, if he starts, will have an okay game. I could see it having a tight leash on him. The Browns would win something like a 24-17, 24-20 game. Yeah, you know, Jack, I know it's not fun that we're, this is, you know, I don't know about Tim, but so far we've agreed on everything so far. Um, I think it's a loss. I think that the Browns are good. Um, good on the offensive side of the ball. Nick Chubb is probably going to be healthy. You know, obviously we're not talking about injuries, but when uh, and it's Nick another Chubb, good defense, another great defense. With did, did they signed Clowney, I believe, right? Don't they have Clowney? Uh, or, not, or maybe not Clowney. Who am I thinking of? Oh, I can't. Miles Garrett, and they have another. I think they, they have Garrett. Another. Yeah, they wanted Clowney, and then Tennessee got him last year. I think they went and got him. Yeah, I yeah. Think so right. Clowney and Garrett, and you know they have they have good pieces all over. Nick Chubb pounding the rock. Kareem Hunt. You know, mix up back, great receivers. I just don't think that the, I think it could be a high scoring game, and I don't think that the Bears have enough to keep up with them. Bears lose week three. Yeah, Clowney is on Cleveland, by the way. There you go. Uh, unfortunately, my picks probably start to divvy from you guys later in the season, but I'm gonna have to straight up agree here because I don't think Fields plays this game. I think Fields is going to sit another week because of Andy Dalton getting a W uh, against the Bengals. They let him play against the Browns, let him finish out. I mean, they're not going to judge him based on the Rams. I don't think any Chicago fan is really going to. If they're clamoring for fields at that point, it's just because we want to see the kid. It's not because, I mean, you've got to give Dalton a chance here and just because Nagy can save his job, all yet, yada, yada. But I think the Browns just outmuscle us. They, 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 that offensive line, defensive line, just can it can do that. I think this is a team that we can match up better once the season's later and we figure out who we are as a team. Um, the only thing that I could see it going the other way is just the you know early in the season, what Baker are you going to get? You know, so I could see myself and I marked this one down as maybe possibly flipping my my prediction but for right now i'm gonna go with the safe loss i'd agree with you there tim too yeah i can see that you know it's it'll be good it'll be it'll be a good game to watch i'll say that it's not going to be you know one of those games where you you turn it on and then you're like oh it's it's been a quarter i'm not watching the rest of the game or you're going to be upset about it i think it'll be entertaining all right week four uh it's lions at home uh i think it's a win uh, two uh, recipes here that I think are going to, or two ingredients that are going to cause a recipe for a win. One, we're playing the Lions at home. And I think we usually play them pretty well at home. Um, and Jared Goff is a quarterback, and typically we tend to make way of Jared Goff. So I think that the Bears come out of a loss from Cleveland, come home, get the win against Detroit. I don't, I'm not buying this Dan Campbell, rah-rah football coach guy. I think he's an idiot. I don't think he's going to be you know, a very successful coach in the NFL. I mean, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a coach in the NFL. I'm sitting here in my basement talking to my friends about the Bears schedule. I'm not an NFL coach. But, 
Just from my untrained eye, I think he's going to be a complete scrub. Bears win. Lions lose. Tim. Uh, Bears win. Lions are bad. They have nobody to throw to, and their coach talks about biting kneecaps. It's it's <laughs> over. It's done. Bears win. And, and he said he would cut off his arm or something like that. To yeah. Oh yeah. Super Bowl it's, or... yeah, it's, yeah. It's done. Bears win. Go ahead. <laughs> Bears. Lion. Bears. Lion. Bears. Like. The Lions are always a pain in the ass team to play, but the Bears win. Um, I can see this being a slappy game with, for the Bears because that's how we always play the level of Detroit, which is I, I don't know why, but Bears win. As long as they don't win on a drop touchdown pass by uh, a Lions player, I'm, I'll be happy with that. Hey, that got us a second round in, or a second or a, a second seed in 2010. So. <laughs> All right, week five, we are in the new Las Vegas stadium playing the Raiders. Tim, what are your thoughts on week five? I think the Bears go in and they kick the shit out of these guys. Uh, (laughs) I really do. I think that they circled this one. I have it circled. They circled this one. I think after just the the debauchery that happened uh, against the uh, Raiders uh, with Mac on the team, I think Mac doesn't let that shit happen again. I think he goes out. I think he gets right to the quarterback and I think he shuts it down. I think the bears go in this new stadium and make them shut up. I mean, this new stadium is going to be visiting fans anyway. I I mean, I I think that it's going to be a lot of Chicago fans in the house. Mac puts this on the shoulders. We get some turnovers. We really kick the shit out of them and they, because they're going to be running that they're going to be running that, um, God dang, uh, Gruden, the doing the mocking of the, disco or whatever a club dub or whatever that he did yeah I, yep. I, I think we go in and we kick the shit out of him because i think th- i think this is the game um and i, I guess i didn't mention it uh, i think we uh, justin field starts against the lions figures his way uh, through there that's more of a defensive game yes defense and mac helps in the raiders but i think that because of how the raiders defense is you want Fields in this game because he's going to air it out. They're fine if they, you know, they're going to let him get after it. Quarter one, I think we, I think the Bears put up some points here. We win this game. Jack, I, I agree with Tim. Um, I'm not sold on Oakland. I'm never sold, or I'm sorry, Las Vegas. Still weird to say. Wow. Um, I, I'm not sold on the Raiders. I never am. I. I get that they have some key players that could be good, but I think this is a game, like you said, Tim, that the Bears circle. This is a revenge game from two years ago. Um, Important part is that Bear fans travel, regardless of where they go. And you can't tell me a bunch of Bear fans from Illinois and Ohio or uh, Iowa and throughout the Midwest are going to want to like go to Las Vegas, drink a shit ton of Miller Lite, get wasted, and yell at the Raiders, like. Come on, Bear fans are good. That that stadium is going to be forty percent Bear fans, and if the Bears start off to a good lead, they're going to let the Raider fans know that, and the Bears win. Upset alert: Bears win in Las Vegas, baby, and then we just run that town dry. I I don't know if I necessarily call that an upset. I feel like they're kind of even keel, or maybe even. I think we'll be a road dog at that point, depending on how the be, season goes. Could I could see us being a road dog. I guess. Yeah. I guess. And uh, obviously, I'm very, very, very biased. So I'm, I'm have the Bears' favor in every game. Uh, yeah, well, all three of us are very biased. Let's be well, honest. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, 
I'm not gonna, you know, talk too much on this. Bears, Bears win. I think, you know, you you both had great points. You know, with everything opening up, you're telling me that if you're a Bears fan and you want to get out and travel, that you're you're probably either circling obviously L.A. or the Vegas game because, like you said, what what Bears fan don't want to go to Vegas, get tanked, go to the stadium, bet on games, and see the Bears just destroy the Raiders. Yeah, I think the I think the Bears win. I think this is a big, big game. Uh, like Tim said in the in the passing game. You know, maybe Komet has multiple touchdowns this game. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Bears win. Hey, when the podcast picks up steam and the Bears get to know us, if you want to reach out and give us some tickets or find something, I mean, this would be a game. I know that they can't necessarily do that for away games. This is this would be a game that you not only circle to win, circle to get the Team Bear podcast on the road getting hammered in Vegas watching the Bears win. Or a jersey. Or a jersey would be cool. Uh, I if, I can get that, if I can get that Red Grange jersey, that'd be cool. You forgot to look up who he is, so... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, when we're taking off now, and, you know, we're just billionaires based off this podcast, yeah, we'll, we'll do some stadium reviews, all that. Um, wishful thinking. <laughs> all right. Next week? Next week, this is week six. All three of us have the Bears currently at three and two. Is that correct? Yep. Three yes, two. Uh, we are going in home game versus the Packers. Uh, until I, like I said last week, until I see Aaron Rodgers sign a contract, shake hands with a, cur- a different GM, he's not on the Packers. I'm just assuming he will be playing quarterback for the Green Bay Packers, or if he announces his retirement and wants to go do a horrible job hosting Jeopardy, that's fine. Until I see that and know that he is. Uh, not the quarterback anymore. I think that he is going to be there, and the Bears lose this game. I'm just it's just ingrained in my memory that he just kills us. So I think that this is a loss because I think he'll be the quarterback for the Packers. Uh, my bad, Jack. I think I took your spot there. No, that's fine. Packers. I got. I just had this vision of Aaron Rodgers coming in and doing Aaron Rodgers things. I think it's a loss. Aaron Rodgers will be there. Devontae Adam will have like three touchdowns. Aaron Jones will have like a touchdown or so. It'll be, I think it'll be a loss. Uh, so go ahead, Jack. Yeah. Uh, Green Bay owns us at Soldier Field. Right? Since 2005, we can count how many times the Bears have beaten the Packers on one hand at Soldier Field. And I think it's less than four. Um, like you said, unless Rodgers physically says I'm not going to play for the Packers ever and he's not there I, I'm assumed that he is a Green Bay Packer and he's going to be throwing four or five touchdowns against us I think the Bears can score on Green Bay hopefully if Fields is the offense is clicking um, but yeah I fuck the Packers because I've seen this movie way too many times yet we're still paying to go see it Oh yeah, it's 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 like hey, it's the definition of being a psychopath, where it's just like hey, maybe the outcome will be different this time, and it never is. Hey, you know that movie that the dog dies? I think this time the dog's gonna survive. Yeah, I know I've seen it a hundred times. I think he makes it this time. <laughs> maybe the boat doesn't sink in Titanic. <laughs> it's just the maybe, TV I was watching. It on. Maybe ET's gonna stay this time with us. Yeah. He's not gonna go. 
uh, Bears Packers, I'll make this brief. I mean, it, come on, it's if it's Aaron Rodgers at the helm, I this is this is absolutely why you make sure Justin Fields plays before week six because if he starts around this time because Andy Dalton gets hurt or something we're in for some problems because the Packers have our number at home and that's not going to be fun so I hope not but uh I think that if you know Aaron Rodgers is playing if he's at the helm we lose this game I obviously I hope it's Jordan Love and we win but we'll see they just don't own us at home they pay rent at Soldier Field at this point Mm mm-hmm God, I hope Jordan Love starts. All right. Anyway, on to the next week. We have a Sunday game at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Jack, I won't cut you off this time. <laughs> Tampa. Like, you know, last year we beat Tampa. It was a fluke a little bit. Um, Tom Brady had a, a mental brain fart on the field. Obviously, after that game, Tampa got hot, won the Super Bowl. This game is in Tampa. Um, it sucks because how the NFL scheduling shaped up because we were a second-place team and Tampa Bay was secondly a second-place team and how the rotation works. Um, this, this is a tough part of the schedule, um, but Tampa's going to kick our ass on this game. They are just they brought back all their starters, which is ex- historically rare. Tampa. Yeah, I have to agree. Um, I mean, they. I think they, they have... All of their starters back. I think is it all their starters are back uh, on both, both sides, sides of the ball. ball. Yeah. So I mean, like they just won the Super Bowl. So I, I'm, at this point, as we're recording the podcast, I'm not going to say that the same exact roster that won a Super Bowl that the Bears are going to go out and beat them. I mean, and they have Tom Brady. So I mean, last year was a fluke. Like I don't know what happened on that game. The Bears got some good bounces on that Thursday night game, and Tom Brady didn't know what down it was. But I, I, I can't see it twice back-to-back, and now it will be in Tampa Bay. I, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got the Bears losing. Tim, what do you got? You know, I, I, I originally thought with your guys' feelings in the sense of, hey, it was a fluke and all that, but that was with freaking stupid-ass Nick Foles at the helm, <laughs> all right? Justin Fields hits his stride after getting whooped by the Packers, and it won't be him necessarily getting whooped by the Packers, I think with a competent quarterback at the helm, I think him and David Montgomery goes absolutely apeshit in Tampa, and we we win this game. Oh, so our first uh, disagreement... I'd love to see that. I would love to see David Montgomery just go I off think like that it's just it's just one of those games where you look at it and you think, oh wow, like oh this is a loss. We've, we we got lucky last time, all that. But I think circumstances are different. And yes, you kept all your rosters, but I think this is the one game where Nagy all that just pulls it out of their ass and we do something different. We win this game. I think this is the final time. This is the this is the point where you you take that loss against Packers. Fields goes, hey, let me let me show you what I can do. So, I have a question before we move on to the next week. Do if the Bears happen to be losing and Justin Fields is the starter at the time, or let's say if it's Dalton, if the Bears are losing at like at the end of the first quarter, do you? Throw in Nick Foles just to get in Tom Brady's head to be the quarterback. Do you pull that card and say no? Because I don't want to watch that idiot run around. 
I mean, I, look at his I, track record. I, I would love to see that just because, remember, they wouldn't even shake hands. I and mean, he hates that man. He absolutely hates that guy. And I love Tom Brady, but, man, like, it that would be fun. That would be fun. I, 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 I don't think they will. I, 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 I fucking hate Nick Foles. There, like, he is such a statue out there. Um, I, I'm surprised he just hasn't suffered a major injury because he can't move. Um, but no, they're not going to do that. I'll be, I'll be, I won't be surprised if they trade Nick Foles this offseason to try to get a couple late round draft picks or like a, some free agent off the practice squad. I really won't be surprised. Yeah, I know I'm trolling when I when I brought that up, but I just feel like if you if you at any point in the season, and I know we're getting sidetracked a little bit, at any point in the season, if Nick if Nick Foles appears, it's like the equivalent of putting a position player to go pitch in a baseball game. You've just given up at that point. He's just throwing nothing. You're expecting to the lose. Show's, the show's already it's over. It's time to go home. All right. So we have two losses. We have a loss against the Bucks for me and Jackson. Tim says that they're going to beat the Buccaneers. I'm hoping that they do. Uh, but after that, we go to or your home, excuse me, against Arizona. The Arizona will have sports betting by that point. You better believe I will be <laughs> taking the Bears at that game. I think even if you, even if we don't win, we're covering. I mean, I think that that is a lock. I love it. I'm hoping you win. Are you just going to yell at your wife the entire time, the entire week? Why? She's a Cardinals fan. I already got are, are, 13 loaded up. Are you just going to like talk shit the entire week? Oh, absolutely. Why not? All right. The next week we have uh, the 49ers home. We have the 49ers. Um, I, I think that I think that's a loss. I don't know for some something about. Playing the Niners, I don't know. I don't know who's going to be the quarterback. Is it going to be Jimmy G? Is it going to be Trey Lance? Nick Mullins, is he going to make an appearance? Is he still even on the team? I don't know. I, I don't see. I think with the Niners last season having all those injuries, I, I just think that the Niners are going to be a better team. Could possibly, you know, compete for second in the division just because I don't know if the Seahawks would be that good. Um, I think they lose, I don't know, something gut-feeling game. Like, even if it's on paper, if they – seem to be better than the Niners. I don't know. I just don't see the Bears taking that game. Tim? I think that, again, I, I think at this point in the season, Fields is starting. He's rolling. I think Fields is going to be better than, at this point in time, I think Fields is going to be better than Garoppolo or Lance, whoever the heck's on the field. The Bears, if this was in San Fran, I circle it as a loss, but I think this is a win. I think that we are able to shut down the Niners with our with our new – I think the tackles will start to play better. Our new tackle, uh, left tackle will play better. We're going to – our offensive line will get moving. Montgomery is going to be just pounding the ball this season. I think we'll be able to play and beat the 49ers at, that, at their game, especially in Soldier Field. This is an October 31st game, so the only thing that's weird about it is I think that we might be wearing orange unis. If we are wearing the orange unis, I'm switching my pick from a win to a loss. <laughs> but for now, I'm going to say W. All right, so there are two weird coincidences about this game. One, I am taking the Bears on this game to win. However, if you look up the 2004 Chicago Bears schedule, 
The Bears played at Tampa Bay and lost. And then the next week, they played the San Francisco Niners on Halloween at home, and they won. So, that's just called fate. The Bears are winning this game. They're going to win this game because it's the exact same schedule from 2004. If you want to look it up, they were away with Tampa Bay, and then they were home against San Francisco, and they won. Bears win. And they've also beat the Niners, I believe, in 2006 when they wore the orange unis, Tim, and they kicked the shit out of them. So, boom, Bears play well against the Niners at home, except the last time they, I think they played the Niners at home, I think they lost. Uh, Bears win, upset. I think the Niners are a better team, but I think the Bears just find a way to win this game. Bears win. So I did not know the, that deep dive. I literally the, just looked it up. So after hearing that, I'm as, probably about as superstitious of a sports fan as it comes. I am changing my pick at to a win. <laughs> the 2004 lose to the Bucks, beat the Niners, orange Put jerseys. Put your money I'm fine. on the Bears week seven, week Look eight. it up. If, if you don't believe me, people who listen to this podcast, look up the, the, two, the 2004 Bears. They played Tampa Bay at Tampa Bay, and then they played the 49ers on Halloween. That game was actually on Sunday Night Football, too, back in the day on ESPN after NFL primetime, and they won. The best part about that, I know you said that it's true, but you could be completely bullshitting me right now. I'm still buying in. You got me. Uh, all right. All right. You there we go. <laughs> you use cards. You know, we should do that. We should do that for every game now. Inside in the- voice. Inside voice. Inside voice. <laughs> You got me. You got me hook, line, and sinker. Our I'm listeners my are probably ears are bleeding right now. <laughs> All right, uh, we're, we're moving, on, moving on to the last game before the bye week at the Steelers Monday Night Football game. Tim, who do you got? I and I know that this is starting to just feel like I'm just on this on this train, but I don't believe in the Steelers. I just don't believe in the Steelers this year. I think they're a bad team. I think they got outed. I'm not afraid of anybody. They how are they going to run the ball? If anyone thinks that the Bears have a bad offensive line, their their offensive line stinks. Big Ben is going to be a walking statue, full statue. Khalil Mack's going to eat it up. Robert Quinn's going to actually have a good game on this uh, in this game. Bears beat the Steelers. Yes, Tomlin's the better coach, but I just cannot see our roster being worse than theirs. I think we win on talent alone here. I agree with Tim. I think the Bears win on Monday Night Football. Um I, this might be the end of an era for the Steelers with Big Ben, and they're just an overall aging team. Um, Bears win. I, I can see this as like a low-scoring, kind of like gritty game. But Bears find a way. They get it done, um, and they move on. Yeah, you know what? Up until then, I didn't really reveal my Justin Fields starting game. Up until I learned about the, the jerseys and the 2004 and the Halloween I had the Bears losing three games in a row, and I had actually Justin Fields starting this game, so I'll just keep it the same because I'm not going to change all my picks based off of the stats and the you know, superstitious stuff. Um, I think that Justin Fields starts this game. I know I have him starting way further down the schedule than you both had him. I, 
I'm thinking pretty conservative about when to start him just because I don't want Justin Fields to die if he's thrown into a bad situation. So um, I think that he starts this game, and I think that they beat the Steelers. I am on board with your take on that, Tim. I think that the Steelers are over. I don't think they're, that their defense is overrated. I think that they have a solid defense. I just think that Big Ben is washed. I think Juju, just after he was dancing on logos last year, just looks like a fool and that he's just been exposed. He's not as good as I think he is. Um, I know that they got um, – I think they drafted a running back this year, if I, I'm not mistaken. They drafted uh, they drafted the Clemson. guy from Alabama. Oh, was oh, it the Alabama guy? Yes, yeah. yeah. They lost yeah. Connor this they lost Connor this year. Yes, yeah, so they had the running back. I, I don't know if their O line. I think their O line was pretty trash. So Well I Ponzi think I think Ponzi retired. Jaguars Jaguars got the, the Clemson kid right. Yeah, yeah. Antonine or whatever it is. So I think that the Steelers lose, the Bears win. Could definitely see it depending on weather and all that. It could be one of those like gritty 13 to 10 wins or something like that. But I think Justin Fields in his first game as the Bears starting quarterback pulls out the win rolling in to our bye week. First of all, guys, um, this is our first ever lose alert, or I like to call it a bear alert. This is the team. Bear alert, bear alert, bear alert. Um, For those who don't know, uh, if you're a first time listener, we all, we are team bear, meaning that, Bears are the most dominant animal on the face of the earth. And a news story I've been following up on, apparently polar bears are mating with grizzly bears. They are coming down south into like different parts of Alaska uh, due to like climate change, and they are mating with grizzly bears. And they're making these super bears out there. And between you and I, you guys, I think this is kind of badass. Terrifying, but badass. Oh, if I wasn't Team Bear, I'd be fucking terrified. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm Team Bear. They know what I'm about. They know what's going on. I mean, they're gonna, I'll, I'll just be sitting there sipping my beer while the, all the gorillas in the world just get massacred. I mean, the United States military needs to start signing up these polar bear, grizzly bear specialists. And who's going to stop them, Tim? Who's going to stop them? What, what do you call a grizzly A monster. A, a, a monster. A, a, a prizzly bear? A, no, they're, they're just called a monsters. Goler, a goler, a goler, bear, goler, so. goler, goler bears? Goler bear sounds pretty. Better than prizzly. Prizzly? Goler. I, I just call them monsters, dude. Well, whatever, whatever they are called, whatever they look like, the Chicago Bears need to change their logo and their team name to whatever their. So if you oh, Google absolutely. them, if you Google absolutely. them, they you can Google them. Um, fair warning, you will get a lot of bears humping each other on their Google, <laughs> uh, on the Google videos. But they are. So you're like, saying I should not watch this at work. Is what you're saying? No, it's just pictures of them just like humping no, each this, other. This podcast is tagged as explicit, so it's okay. You can look it up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but they are white bodies. Um, you can definitely tell they have like a grizzly bear like face structure, and their legs are more of like a darker brown grayish look. This is really great content for an I'll audio. Send, I'll send. I'll send you. Yeah, I'll send you. A, yeah, I can't. Yeah, 
I can't so really like, they're, they're, they're like they have just they're like huge bears with farmers tans. They just have brown legs. <laughs> Do you know what? I will send you a text and you'll look at it and you'll agree with me. Everyone listening to the podcast, look at the text. Yeah, look at the text on Tim's phone. Uh, Dude, no, we will on we will, Tim's phone. No, no, Jackson, you will tweet it out, Team Bear. We will tweet out the picture. Please give us a reply as to what you think these should be called. We might put a poll out for Prisley and Goler, uh, you know, but definitely, Jackson, we need that on the Twitter, please. Thank feel, you. feel free to add your own if you can think you can come up with a better name for a half polar, half grizzly bear. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll take any suggestions. Well, I just sent you all a text. Just, we'll we'll figure out we'll figure out the media relay relaying of messages as we go on. It's only episode two. They're we're monsters. Gonna, they're monsters, dude. They're, they're monsters. They will eat every oh gorilla. Oh my god, we're screwed, dude. They will eat every gorilla imaginable. <laughs> as as soon as the first one of these is born, I'm pretty sure all gorillas on the pla- planet just die. Well, yeah, so well, first gorillas. One that- I mean, they're already docile animals to begin with. Like, ooh, thumbs, watch out. Uh, We have some vegan listeners who reached out to me that did not like your comment last week, Jack, about how they only eat uh, fruits and vegetables and how that makes them just, you know, less less than. Any comment? (laughs) Um, Well, I will say this. That's just true. Um, I've seen videos of gorillas where they run away from people because that's what they do and they eat vegetables and fruits so um, I've seen bears videos track down like moose and deer and they eat them and I saw a video of a polar bear the other day like running into this guy's camp like almost eating his family and it was pretty terrifying so yeah I'm going to go with the bear still because they like to create like havoc well, here's a little quick experiment you could do at home or what, next time you're out to prove this theory. Next time you're out to eat at a restaurant or you're near people who are eating, slap the <laughs> slap the salad out of someone's hand and slap someone who's eating a steak. See what's more like see, who, see the reaction of the person eating what. 99 out of 100 times, the person who's eating a steak, if you slap the steak out of their hand, they're coming at you. Or, or a salmon. They're doing the salmon. Slap a salad out of someone's hand, they're probably going to apologize to you <laughs> that they were eating in your way. So just Team Bear, meat eaters, you know, vegetables are good and all, but, you know, just to prove that theory wrong, you can try it. I don't oh, recommend I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Were my tomatoes? Uh, were you trying to take my tomatoes or what? Was I eating my kale too loud? I'm so sorry, sir. <laughs> all, all right. Let's right. go on to week 11. Week starting. 11. All right. We have uh, against the Ravens at home uh, coming out of our bye week. Jackson, how are you seeing this game? Well, I see this as a Bears loss, and mostly because I think the Baltimore's just a little athletic. And the years I've complained about the Chicago Bears not drafting real Bears might be a uh, issue. Um, you know, they're just going to be off. They're just going to be. It's going to be a frustrating game. I think Lamar runs away with them. Uh, the only person you could probably stop Lamar is an actual, you know, bear. Um, I don't like this game. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you there. I think that this is a loss. I think that 
Um, you know, the, the Ravens are a very talented team. They're well coached. You know, I know they, I feel like anytime anyone talks about the Ravens, they talk about their defense. They still talk about Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs and all that, even though they've been long gone for a while, but their defense is still pretty solid. Um, yeah, I think it's tough. I know it's a home game. and you, you think you could win every home game, but I think that Lamar Jackson just does what he does, you know, probably runs for a hundred yards, probably scores a uh, rushing touchdown, probably has two passing touchdowns. So I think this is a loss. I think it'll be closer than maybe, maybe some people will have it, but I think it's a loss. Uh, Tim. I, I, Nagy is absolutely terrible after the bye. I, I don't <laughs> think he's ever won after a bye. I, if you thought what we just talked about in our bye week was absolutely ridiculous, you can, I can only imagine what's going on in that locker room and what's being prepared for during bye weeks for the Bears. Probably they're they're probably talking about the same shit we're talking about instead of actually pre- preparing for the games. So Bears lose, Bears lose, Ravens at Bears. Uh, they 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 beat us uh, absolutely. Yeah, just a real quick side note on Nagy that before we get to the next one, the the fact that he was having what he claimed as quote class on grass, I'm just like shaking my head. That is the corniest thing I think I've ever heard. I, that's no way that's working if you're telling. Uh, 31-year-old veteran or whatever, or even the rookies, hey, we're doing class on grass. They're just looking at you side-eyed like, what's this guy doing? Like That, that works for like middle school, high school stuff, but I don't know. I don't know. That just sounds corny to me. I think that he's probably got some kind of gimmick like that during the bye week. Bears loose. All right, we have a Thursday game on Thanksgiving at the Lions. And I think that this is going to be a Bears win. I think the Bears sweep the Lions this year. Uh, last time, I believe they played the Lions on Thanksgiving. It was Chase Daniels who had to play quarterback for us, and we won that game. If Justin Fields is our quarterback at the Lions, I think that this should be, knock on wood, an easy win. Um, the solid, well, solid, well, all-around played game. Bears win. Tim? I just like how the NFL can be the NFL sometimes, and it's hard to predict any week in, week out. I, I think that kind of goes along with us with the Buccaneers game. I think that we get handed to ourselves after the bye week like Nagy does. And I think just with, I mean, this is a short week. We play on Sunday, and, I, and then we play a, a quick game on Thursday. I think the Lions squeak out a win on us. It's going to, you know ruin my Thanksgiving, um, but at least I would have started to drink early, especially here, because, I mean, what, that'll be 10.30 a.m. start time for me um, while I'm trying to get the turkey going, so I think the Bears are going to lose this game um, just because of the short week, um, unfortunately. All right, Jackson, what do you think? Bears against the Lions? Oh, Bears. Thanksgiving. Bears. Bears make it three in a row on Thanksgiving. Uh, we kick the shit out of the Lions, sweep them. Um, did you yeah, say the Lions. Bears lost to the Ravens, or did you have them winning? I am losing against the Ravens. Bears come back, kick the shit out, uh, kick the shit out of the Lions. Did I say the Ravens? You said that the Lions, the Bears are going to win th- three in a row, but you had the, them losing to the Ravens last week. No, no, it'll be three in a row on Thanksgiving. Oh, Sorry. gotcha. Three gotcha. in a row on Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we didn't play last year. We played the past two years before that on Thanksgiving. Bears win. Um, 
Lions always play tough on Thanksgiving. Like, let's be honest, this is their Super Bowl because they're never going to go to the Super Bowl because they're a bunch of bums. Uh, Bears win. All right, so we have the Timmy special. Chicago Bears versus the Arizona Cardinals in Chicago. It's fitting that Tim will be leading off with this pick on this one. Tim, who do you have winning this game? Um, the plan is <clears throat> for us to actually go to this game. Uh, so I, uh, for the listeners that don't know me, uh, the Cardinals, uh, that my wife's a huge Cardinals fan uh, being in Arizona. I think this is an absolute 100%, without a doubt, Bears win. We take those two losses after the bye week, and we beat the uh, the Cardinals. They, they, I mean, the Bears who we thought they were, we own the Cardinals. We always will own the Cardinals. There are, there are, I mean, they shouldn't even be named the Cardinals. They, there's no Cardinals in Arizona. I live here. There's no Cardinals here. They're a part of Chicago, and they'll always just be will always be that big brother that will put the whooping on him. I think Murray gets snuffed out by our defense. I think we have we sh- it shows that we have the better athletic quarterback who's not, you know, 5'5". Five, five. Um, and, you know, Murray's getting that buzz for fantasy, but I think that he's starting his decline here. I think um, the coach in uh, Arizona, why am I, is his name escaping me right now? Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury. I think he's on the hot seat this year. And I think this week, these weeks is when he starts showing, you know, his inconsistencies. Bears win this game. We have a long rest. Um, it's almost like a second bye week, but not an actual bye week. So maybe Nagy, um, you know, figures out how to plan. Um, I think the Bears win this game. Give, give a show to the, the folks back at home. And come on, Arizona Cardinals playing in December, cold to Bears. Uh, Chicago, you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Jack, what, what do you think, got? Jack? Bears. Bears. It's cold. Bears win. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, our, the Arizona expert, Tim, kind of hit everything for us. Um, cold. Keller Murray, I think, is a little bit overrated. Maybe, like you said, not for fantasy. Uh, it will be interesting to see Hopkins and then who was the other Cardinals uh, receiver they just signed at free agency. It's Hopkins, and then they signed someone else. Um, A.J. Green. A.J. Green. Well, oh, that's right. So, yeah. I mean, we'll see if he gets back to his normal. But I think it'll be an entertaining game, but I think it might be entertaining for like, the first couple quarters, and then I think the Bears just stick it to him. So, Bears win. Uh, wins across the board for us against the Cardinals. Moving on to a following week game at Green Bay on Sunday Night Football. Jackson, do the Bears beat the Packers in Green Bay? No. <laughs> no. Listen, also, I'm getting tired of Green Bay. Every time they're home against the Bears, it's on Sunday Night Football. Right? They don't play noon games or a 3.30 game, to say the least. It's always Sunday night football. They get all the primetime games. No. That's... I'd rather walk into a den of bears than go off the Green Bay on Sunday night football. A den of super bears. If it's super bears, that's a whole other issue. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Yeah, I... Uh, I feel like every time that, you know, I discuss... You know, if the Bears are going to play the Packers, if they're going to win or lose. I feel like nine times out of ten that someone is tr- always tries to justify, myself included, 
that the Bears could split one of the games with Green Bay. Well, if you know if the Bears play this, we'll steal one from the pack. It doesn't happen. It's a myth. It's never happened. Even the ones, even the times they did win, it was all just some sort of thing going on in my imagination. The Bears lose this game unless Aaron Rodgers doesn't play for them anymore. It's just a part of my DNA as a Bears fan. Bears lose both games to the Packers this year. I think you know my answer. We're not going to win this game. This is a a night game where I get upset. Uh, We don't win. Bears lose. Yeah, that's unfortunately three L's across the board. You know, it's crazy that we're, you know, onto the fourth to last game of the season, and this is our first game against the Vikings that we're going into. So that's usually I feel like we play them, you know, early and then late in the season, like second to last game, last game, but we're going. Uh, week 15, Monday Night Monday Football. Night football. Yeah, Monday Jackson. Night Football. Monday Night Football, okay. So I think this could be a revenge game. Um, the Bears did not play well against the Vikings last year. Uh, this is home. The Vikings beat us on Monday Night Football last year around this time period. Um, I think the Bears win. I think this is a close game. Historically, the Bears play well against the Vikings at home. Bears win, I think, like 23-20. They get it done. Not pretty. This is not a pretty game. Yeah, I think Bears win. I think Kirk Cousins sucks. I think he's a bum. I think he is just trash, (laughs) especially playing in Chicago. You like that? Bears win. Kirk Cousins sucks. Bears win. Tim? Uh... Kirk Cousins in primetime. He's terrible. He's terrible in primetime. He cannot win primetime games. Well, it is one primetime game he won. He beat us last year. Got it. But this is the Vikings at Soldier Field. Historically, if we're going to play Packers with that, they they don't win in Soldier Field. Um, This is a Bears win. All right. Last three games of the season. I feel like we can get through this kind of quick. Seahawks, I have. It's in Seattle. I have it as a loss. Thing. DK Metcalf. Uh, I don't know who the running back is. I don't think it matters. I think the Seahawks just playing in Seattle. I think that it's a t- it'll be a tough win. It'll be, I think it'll be close, but I think that just Russell Wilson will do, like I said, Russell Wilson things. And I think this is a loss for the Chicago Bears in Seattle. Tim? I think we play against Seattle well. Um, I think the Seahawks, I, I think this is, if this is a weak, one through nine game, we lose it. I think, the, but I think right now, um, being week sixteen, the Seahawks always crumble towards the end of the season because then they start arguing and bickering on what kind of team they are. I think we win this game. I think we win this game. I don't have a lot of away wins uh, um, this season, um, but I think two big away wins are going to be that Buccaneers game and then that uh, the this the Seahawks game. Jack. I agree with Tim. Um, I don't think Seattle's as good as they have been in the years past. I think this is a, bit, a game the Bears steal. And, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I think the Bears actually steal this game. I think it's a close game. Uh, I feel like the Bears are going to be in a lot of close games this year. I don't see them as a team that gets blown out a lot uh, just because they are getting younger. They are, they've had success before in the years past. But I think the Bears steal this game in Seattle. All right, so that's two wins for you and Tim, and I have that as a loss. Uh, Second-to-last game, 
home versus the Giants, last home game of the year. Tim, what do you have for the Bears against the Giants? I just don't think that this team can beat us. I mean, they have embarrassed us in, in the recent past. I mean, we beat them last year, right? Yes. Yes. And, but the, the year before, they beat us? 2018, yeah. they beat us. Yeah, yeah last okay, year was when go. Barkley got injured that game, yeah. I believe. I we didn't, face, we didn't face him in 2019. I think he gets the yips against us, and by that, Barkley, I think he gets the yips against us. I mean, it's not. It's never like Kenny Galladay has ever had a huge game against us. Um, I think that it's Danny Dimes. If you're going to put Danny Dimes versus Justin Fields, I mean, they, I think we all know at this point, week 17s, you know, Justin Fields is playing, and I think he's a better quarterback. I think if you're to call me about, if you're talking about a quarterback who likes turning the ball over, holy moly, you do not want to see this Bears team where you're going to let Eddie Jackson go back into his role of ball hawk, I just don't think the Giants can beat us here. I just don't really see it. I really don't. I think that they're they're a step away. I think they're a decent squad when it comes to like their defense and all these things and now what they're adding. But I think at this point in time, they're thinking about getting uh, away from Daniel Jones. Um, so, Bears win. Jackson, what do you got for the Bears? Versus the Giants. I think the Bears will win this game. However, I do think this could be a possible trap game, depending if the Bears are in a, like a playoff situation. I don't want them to like overlook the Giants. Um, in 2018, they definitely overlooked the Giants when we lost to them in the Meadowlands. Um, I think it also depends on like what we talked about before in this week's podcast and last week's podcast. If, if Rodgers is there, and if he's not... You know, this is going to be a a two-team race between, you know, Minnesota and Chicago. Um, I think the Bears need to take the Giants seriously. They win this game. Don't get cute. Keep it, you know, simple and just kick the shit out of them. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a win. I think that the Giants just aren't a good team. I think that they'll probably finish, well, I don't know about the Eagles, that they could finish last in the division. Um, Yeah, I agree with you, Tim, that Barkley, I think, one, the fact that this is where he hurt himself last year, and with it being January, and you know we all know the conditions Soldier of Fields, Soldier Field. Yeah, yeah. He'll yeah. he'll probably not be wanting to make his you know patented jukes and cuts and jumps that he'll probably you know make other places. And Daniel Jones isn't very good in my opinion. Evan Ingram, he's very overrated. Um, I think it'll be pretty close but i think that the bears are just the better team justin fields is by far the more gifted quarterback i think that leads us to a win all right and then finally wrapping up the regular season in minnesota jackson who wins vikings or bears this could be this could be for the division truly this really could be for the division depending on what rogers does and you know the team that you know, if Rodgers isn't there, it, it might take only nine wins to win this division. Um, Bears get it done. And I know a lot of people had the, the latter part of our season as a tough part, and it, and it is, you know, Green Bay, week 14 to, to week 18, it's it's difficult. But I think the Bears get it done. Um, they've done well in Minnesota. They, they Nagy has done very well against the Vikings as a whole. I think we can all agree on that, um, except for that one Monday night game last year but bears get it done i think they put themselves in a good spot in a wild card depending if 
how the season goes or if Rodgers plays in Green Bay or not, but Bears get it done. Yeah, I uh, I disagree on this one. I think that the Vikings uh, finish us off at the end of the season. Um, I've been pretty pessimistic about the Bears this year just because, you know, I know what I've seen the last two years. I'm very excited about Justin Fields. Um, I don't know. I just don't see I don't don't see the Bears going into the end of the season being the Vikings. I think that Dalvin Cook, it could be a very big Dalvin Cook game where he has, you know, multiple touchdowns, triple digits running. Um, so I don't I don't have the Bears beating the Vikings. I have the Bears actually finishing if I switch my pick from what I normally had because of the Niners and the jerseys and all that. I have them finishing at nine and eight, just missing the playoffs. I think that, you know, it could be a toss up between who gets second. If I think it'll be the Packers winning the division. If Aaron Rodgers is there, if not, I think there'll be a toss-up between the Vikings and Bears by a game or two. I am going to have to say that I'll agree with Jackson that this is a game where you can you can, you can can make control your own destiny. This is to like potentially win the division, which is why the Bears are going to lose it. Right. I mean, the Bears are going to lose this game. Dalvin Cook is going to have like some record that he's going to be at like the, the 1,500 range or whatever. He's going to run all over us on this game. Um, I absolutely think so. I don't even know who their tight end is anymore, if they have Kyle Rudolph or whatever. But you could book that they're, the whatever tight end again that the Vikings are playing at this time is going to get two touchdowns this game. Um, I think the Bears, you know, trip over themselves to when they need this win to get, you know, sneak in. But again, I don't know what that means because I don't know what these new schedules as to what you need to get in the playoffs anymore for whatever. So if this is like a must win for the bears, I think we, we, we flub it. And then we, but we go in thinking, Oh, we were close enough and think about next year, or maybe we stumble in the playoffs. I'll talk about records a little bit closer to the season, but I think this is a bears loss. All right, so there it is. There, those are our predictions for every game, our pre-pre-pre-season predictions of every game for the Bears schedule this upcoming season. Uh, we're going to kind of switch it up and move over to baseball. Uh, currently, the Sox and the Cubs are both first place in their divisions as we speak. The, the Cubs won today. The Sox, I believe, are going to are losing right now. Uh, but we're still both teams are still in first place. Uh, the trade deadline is approaching so we're going to kind of talk about who we would like to see each team either sign or trade away or what we would like to see from our favorite baseball teams this upcoming season uh since you guys are both cubs fans you beat me two to one uh i guess i'll go with jackson who would you like to see the cubs sign at the trade deadline or will they sign anyone um I thought about this. I can't really name a specific person. I, I could kind of do like a, a module, I guess, what, what I think they will, will what they will do. Um, obviously, like we talked about last week, the Cubs have a brutal June, and the Brewers have the opposite, which is a very easy June. If the, the Cubs can keep in it, I could see them getting like a pitcher who could be like a solid three. Like, I could see them getting someone like a Cole Hamels. They need a lefty pitcher, someone who can get you six innings, seven innings, maybe. Um, I wish Madison Baumgartner was younger and a little bit healthier because I think he would fit right in. 
Um, I, I, I could see them getting a lower-tier pitcher who can fit in for a three- or four-spot. I want a lefty. I, I can't name him. I know Bumgarner is a lefty. I, they're not going to trade for him. But someone who is a low cost because they can't give up that it's many funny. Picks. It's funny you mention that because that's if I said if they're going to trade for someone, my thought process, not even, not even lying, I said I want a lefty 3-4 guy. And I thought, right. even though even though he's hurt right now, I thought Danny Duffy would be a big guy to grab. That'd be another one. Yeah. The Royals. Yeah, I that'd be a good one. Like. I, I mean, the Royals are in a weird spot. Like, I think we all agree the, there's promise with the Royals. They they always develop well. Um, I could see the Royals next year or the year after, like, making a move for the AL Central. Um, but do you give up that many? And, like, it also depends on, like, are the Cubs really – the Cubs are in a weird spot because, you know, they're in a playoff hunt. How much do you give up? Oh, yeah, it would have to be, and I only say that because he's kind of hurt right now, and if you can get him cheap. I mean, that, I agree, and I also had Bumgarner just because as a lefty as well. Right. I thought I thought that in our in those two guys can come in, and, and like you said, our culture will be fine for them because we only need five innings from you. We don't even need the typical six. I mean, we just need the five. I mean, our bullpen's going to – knock it out of the park, but yes, a lefty arm. I mean, to have five starters that are righties, it's not ideal. No, it's not. It, it, like, obviously, you need to give lineups a different look every single day. Um, I mean, I was a little... I questioned Ross's decision today in a 1-1 game. I thought Arietta probably should have, like, to save your bench because it didn't work out in the sixth inning when they took Arietta out. And then they I had. I think it was fine. I think it was fine, especially. Well, like, why? Why don't you just have him put down a bunt, move the runner off. over, to, move the runner over to second base, and then because Marisic struck out, and then Peterson hit him a double play. Yeah. You know, at, at least, and I and I know that the the strategy against bunting is like it's, you know, why give up outs? But in that situation, it's just like okay, you could save your bench. And the way Arena was pitching, he could probably get you another two or three batters out and get you a quality start. I I, I didn't like that decision. Now, I mean, they won today. But going back to what you're saying, Kev, I think they need a pitcher. Um, I could see someone getting someone cheap, like a, like what they did in 2018 for like a Cole Hamels. Yeah. And and maybe it, let's say they do get like a, like a Bumgarner or a Duffy. You know, sometimes going to a new team definitely like reduces someone for you sure know. what about you kev what do you what do you think the socks go for i mean it's probably an outfielder at this point right yeah you know i actually read i forgot where i read the article but they were actually saying that it could be uh Marte or peralta from the diamondbacks could be an option for an outfielder please get him out of there sign. i uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not quite sure that we need an outfielder i think that well, it, it all depends. I think it, there's two different scenarios. I think you sign out, you sign an outfielder, and I'd be okay with those guys. Um, if it's close, and the, if it, the Indians stay close, or whoever it is, I'm assuming it'll be the Indians the rest of the way. If the Indians stay close and they're within a few games, or you know, God forbid they take the lead on us, then I can see us going out and signing a a bat, depending on the Robert return timeline and Eloy. You know, it's there's really been no, you know set date when they're going to return. So if if we need to get a bat because the Indians are, you know, on our tail, I think that's what we have to do. If we happen to take a commanding lead, whether 8-9, whatever, uh, you know, it's kind of foregone conclusion that 
It's probably going to be the Sox that win the division. I think that they're going to have to sign some bullpen arms. I think that their bullpen, I mentioned it last uh, podcast, has been their most disappointing part of the season. Are they so in I, the Ian Kennedy sweepstakes? Uh, Ian Kennedy, he just went on the IL with, uh, I think it was a hamstring injury, so I don't know what that'll play. He'll be all right. I, I heard that it's like a, pre- a precautionary thing because they're gearing up for trade. Yeah, I, what I can see happening is what I wrote down is I can see a closer. I feel like this happens a lot with teams that are pushing to go deep in the postseason. They take a closer from a bad team and kind of put them into the setup role because we already have Liam Hendricks, who's an elite closer. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, getting that someone who has high leverage experience for another team, getting them in to be, you know, kind of like a really good or elite setup man. Uh, And I was looking at Graveman from the Mariners, you know, he's been looking really good, bad team, you know, someone that we can, you know, give the ball to say, Hey, you know, you're going to get the ball. You just get these three outs or two outs or whatever to get to Liam. If it's a close game or, uh, Richard Rodriguez from the Pirates, horrible team, good relief pitcher. Uh, I believe his contract's pretty decent, so you know I don't know what that'll have to cost to get him. Um, but I don't want to be trading away what our what what limited farm assets we have now to try and push for something that you know we may or may not get. I don't I, with this season yeah. with the, with these injuries, it's tough to like you know if Eloy and Robert were there and we were saying we're one. One you're, and you're on this away. pace, you go and do what the Cubs did in 16 and get a chance. Exactly, exactly. but be, with these injuries and all that, I don't know if I'm comfortable giving away too much for you know one of these guys. I think that we just need a bullpen piece. I think starters were good. We only need to sign a bat, preferably a lefty bat, if you know the Indians are on our tails along the way. So that's kind of those kind of my picks. Some sort of some sort of bullpen setup guy to kind of help us get to Liam Hendricks at a close game if we need it. I, I will say this, though, Tim and Kevin, is if the Cardinals or the Brewers get Max Scherzer, that that can be game-set match for the division. Like, especially if he goes to the Brewers, that could... You look at the Brewers' schedule the, pat, the next three weeks and how it's designed and how good that starting rotation is right now, and then... Christian Yelich finally looks healthy, and we got Josh Hader in the back. In the back, who can go two innings for you? Watch out for the Brewers, even in a short series in the playoffs. That that could be really scary. That that could change the dynamic of the NL because I feel like the problem is with the NL. You have about eight teams right now who are seriously competitive, and the rest is very, you know, it's very top heavy. But a major trade in, into the uh, NL Central could definitely change things up yeah i can if he goes to the brewers i feel like the past couple years that the brewers cubs rivalry has been really fun to watch as an outsider compared to the cardinals and cubs i know that's obviously the more historic rivalry but i feel like cubs and brewers has been as of late the more kind of fun exciting rivalry to watch so if he goes to the brewers yeah i agree i think that'll be not, not so much the cardinals i think the cardinals are overrated a little bit. I, I think if he goes to the Brewers, yeah, it could be a little tough lookout. And sticking in your division, I wrote this down in my notes. How come the Reds suck? I feel like the Reds have this awesome lineup with all these like all this potential. Luis Castillo is supposed to be this ace who stinks. And you, you have Castellanos, and you have. You just uh, saying that because he's on your fantasy team, or? Yeah, well, I, I, he is. He does. I had him. He was good last year. Like I don't know what it is, but I just feel like this Reds have. Did they just I mean, sweep the Cardinals? 
They they might have, but they're still fourth in division. I feel like yeah. with all this talent they have, and like any time that the Reds have been projected to be a competitor in the division, they just flat out stink. I don't know what it is. If it's the manager, if it's just living they're in always- Cincinnati. Scrappy though, I mean, look at Joey Votto's uh, post game last night. He just absolutely just hates that team. He even said it like he was just like, like basically, if you watch it, he basically just goes suck it. Like you know, hey, we we won in your in your city. Go you know, suck it. So like, they're they're scrappy, but yeah, I just think that they need to get over the the hump. They, they they're streaky. I mean, hell, I just really wish that they just for whatever reason we could have just kept Castellanos I mean my god what a what a great hitter he is, but he is raking yeah nice. I I'm with you though I just don't understand why that hasn't clicked yet but man oh man are they fun to have in the division because they always have some players like that that have some pop and man they're you know they you know every other month you're due for a Reds brawl with the division so <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true as long <laughs> as you have Amir Garrett on there you're gonna have you yeah know. I mean it, it's a hard place to pitch um in Cincinnati, it's it's a hitter's ballpark. They don't have pitching. Yeah, that's true. Like, and if you're not scoring runs and the other teams are, <laughs> you're going to be behind 500. But I, I definitely think, you know, baseball's weird right now, and I think no one expected the Giants to be this good. Um, and we'll see how long they can last. Um, but, you know, facing them this week, and, you know, the Cubs were a couple games away. You know, you have a one or two bad innings, and you're like, well, it gets away from you. And I think that's where the need from having like a solid three or four pitcher can help you, especially in those, like, long series. Um, you know, to, I mean, Tim would agree with me. Taking two out of three from San Diego was just what the doctor needed, uh, especially since, like, you want to get that momentum going into Wrigley this weekend where it's going to be 100% capacity and the Cardinals are in town, that place is going to be a fucking rock concert. Um, can't wait for that. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be it'll be uh, fun to see how, you know, these two first-place teams uh, finish out the season. So it'll be, it'll be definitely good TV, good for the city of Chicago. Uh, and as we're sticking on to the topic of baseball, kind of – just a quick rant that I wanted to get on to. And if you guys have anything you want to rant about or anything to discuss quickly before we move on to our uh, power rankings for the week. Uh, the thing that just like just kind of stuck with me is just kind of sticking with the story of pitchers and the substance from Don't last week. Don't tell me you're bringing that. I know exactly what you're about to talk about. Uh, I just I am just like completely sick of pitchers and just how <laughs> their attitude is about everything. <laughs> Like the, the thing, and it all stemmed from this. So I don't know if you've ever, if you, if you've seen this commercial, being Cubs fans, because I think I don't know if it only plays when the Sox are playing. That they had this commercial about Lucas Giolito being the worst pitcher of all time, and then he comes back, and now he's an elite All Star, and then he sucks this year. And he, and earlier this season, he said about how oh, I don't like to pitch in day games because I don't like to wake up for them, and he sucks when he pitches during day games. I just, that just like stemmed this like big ball of hatred towards pitchers that I have recently about how they complain about everything. You know, they, they can, they want to be using substances to make their pitches better, but they don't want batters to do anything. 
They hate when pitch uh, batters pimp home runs off of them. They don't like when batters get out of the box. It just seems God like that these... someone's at second base. Oh, I got a balk. It's just like I'm sick of these pitchers, and I, I, t- I tweeted this out a while ago. I saying that I, I, pitchers are not athletes; they're specialists. They can't feel the ball and throw it to first base accurately. It just it blows my mind how these pitchers think that they're so entitled to like all these certain, you know, expectations and these rules. But if you know if someone calls them out for being, uh, you know, using something, it's oh well, you know, I'm just trying to you know make myself better, and they're just like oh you know I'm not. I don't know. It just yeah, picture, yeah, pictures have been you. bugging me. Right I, I mean, Sports Illustrated had a pretty damning cover this week with the ball, you know, had some type of like liquid gel on it because, I mean, every it seems like every other pitcher has something on their hat while I'm wearing a baseball hat right now where they, you know, they, they grab the bill or whatever with the hat and then they uh, touch the ball, you know, to get a couple more of the spin rate. But no, I... I I think, you know, like we've, we've talked about before, it, it seems like baseball has outsmarted itself and players are going to try to find any way to get that edge. But, like, I didn't hear the comment about G- Giolito doesn't like to pitch in day games. And I know the Sox don't That's play... soft shit right there. Like, I know the Sox don't play as many day games as the Cubs, but historically Chicago plays more day games than anybody. And it's like... Are you going out late that night, the day before, like you pitch? It's just like them being an adult. And it's like, and I'm Please sure you guys know. Oh, go ahead, Kev. I was to say, I'm sure you guys know that I'm, and I mentioned it earlier. I'm like the most superstitious sports fan of all time. Like announcer jinxes, they're real. You know, if oh, if, that's a hundred percent true. This if, guy hasn't hit a home run in three weeks. He's gonna hit a four run. He's gonna hit a grand slam oh, yeah. later. Oh yeah. If, if I turn on the game and my team's losing, as soon as I turn it on, I got to turn it off because, you know, I'm, I'm watching their game and I'm making them lose. Like, I go through that whole process. But, like, something about, like, a, a major league athlete, major league baseball player saying that, like, it's your job. And if you believe that, then, like, you are not capable of being in the elite pitcher that your commercial that you decide to star in says you are. Tim, what did you have to say? I, I... – I'm glad you brought this up because the one thing I was going to bring up, and I, I don't know if you saw it, but please, I mean, did anyone see Garrett Cole's press conference? Oh, my. He, oh, my he, God. No, I missed it. I missed oh, it. The, Jackson, the, the, he, they ask him verbatim. Basically, they ask him, like, hey, you know, what do you think about, like, like have you – or not even what do you think about the sticky substance. Like, have, basically, verbatim ask him, have you used it, you know, because we're noticing right. how your spin rate's down. Dude is like I honestly he 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 honestly could run for president pretty soon because he answers like the biggest bullshit politician answer. He's like, well, uh, 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 yeah, uh, uh, I you know I think that it's one of those things that you know in the past things do this and you know baseball is like this and whatever. I mean, he didn't even answer the freaking question. And again, it it just sounds like a Yankees player to it. Yeah, it sounds like he was born a Yankee player. Yeah, it's just like, dude, like, like own up to it. And I mean, yeah. honestly, dude, watch. I mean, it's it's a minute thing. I mean, you want to cringe, you want to crawl inside yourself when you fr- freaking watch this guy. I mean, it, it, here's the thing: like, you 100 percent know within 10 seconds the guy has done it, and it's just like we all know you're doing it. Like, and and why are you is, trying to hide game, it? The game is favoring pitchers right now, right? The past couple of years, we have seen more strikeouts compared to hits, which is another issue on itself but like 
we put a shift on every single left-handed left-handed power bat, or even not even a regular like power-handed bat. Like I saw Victor Carantini got the shift put on him today, and he's not. I mean, he's a decent hitter for a catcher, but he's not a power hitter. He got the shift put on him. You know, no one hits an opposite field. So as long as you pound a batter inside or at his hands, they're going to ground out weakly to second base. You got the base. shift working for you. You got yeah, so much. Yeah, and you're much. throwing you're throwing 97 with movement, right? And if a hitter is so focused on launch angle, then throw the ball high and tight. Keep it away from them, or or, or you know, high and tight. Keep them, you know. Keep them to the point where they have to fight off their hands, and then you throw a slider down and away or in the dirt, and they're going to chase it. Get and out they, there. And, throw and, if they do hit, and if they do hit it, they're going to weakly ground out to the third baseman who has to cover the whole side, and they're going to make an easy throw to the first baseman. You got, like you said, you have you have a whole field behind you that is all hel- also helping you. You have entire half yeah. innings that are trying to hit to try to just give right. you the win. I mean, go I, out I, there. Throw some heaters. Shut up. You know, like, just g- g- come on, man. Take like, a play on the Lance Lynn yeah. playbook. Just, I'm throwing a fastball. Can yeah. you hit it? And, and yeah, like, Kevin, it. You, brought, you, brought it up, it. you brought it up earlier. Like, pitchers are no longer, like, great defensive players anymore. Like, Greg Maddox won something like 12 gold gloves in a row. Right? You don't see, like, fantastic defensive pitchers anymore as soon as they step off the mound you want to see me throw it again that's it come on yeah. dude and I mean, just don't and then, don't hit the ball at me baseball, you know because i don't want to make a it stinks for probably a lot of baseball players because you had you have two guys in the league right now that are the best at, at, at the best hitter i mean obviously maybe not currently because he's hurt but the best hitter in the, in the last decade and the best pitcher we've seen in the last decade literally are both guys that don't talk at all they just let their play mike trout and Degrom. they just they just play they just go out there and play they just go out there and just show how it's done like I, i'm not trying to be old and say like hey that's what you have to do but i'm but i mean like that's if just you good ha- baseball yeah if you just have to if you have to complain and, and use all this stuff that's fine like i mean just own up to it man Everyone else in the league's using it, so if you get asked a question like I'm using using it, just be like, yeah, sure. I mean, like what, the league ain't doing anything about it, so whatever. So I mean, here's a crazy stat: um, How many Gold Gloves do you think Greg Maddox won? Because that was completely off. Sixteen. Yeah, it sounds like a hell of a lot if you're asking the question randomly like that. Yeah. Tim, do you have a guess? I have no guess. Eighteen. Holy hell! You were close. He won eighteen. I win. He, he won every gold glove from 1990 to 2002, and then from 2004 to 2008. To be fair, to help these guys out, because we're putting them on blast, I mean, they're told now to not go for things and not do things, because you're going to, you know, like, oh, don't go for that ball, because you can get an oblique or this or whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's it, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. It's, it's, you need it. You absolutely need good pitching. You're not going to go far in the league with it. But man, oh man, just... Come on, dude. Throw some throw some heat and let's go. Move it on. Like yeah. especially now, you're not gonna even have to hit anymore. Like, I mean, I don't know. It is and what it I, is. and to go along with that, real quick, I expect my place kickers to have great form tackling as well. Oh so. God, that's another issue. That that that's all right. And, and just real quick before I move on, because I think Jackson, you had something you want to bring up. Uh, the the Degrom, not the Degrom, the Garrett Cole interview that 
uh, Tim was referencing, he would have just killed it at the Balco hearings the way that he was lying up on that stuff. Oh, you see, like, oh, Sammy, you see, like, Sammy Sosa forgot how to speak English or Rafael no. Palmero, like, shaking his finger at people? There's you know, no way, there's no way if I had the microphone asking him the question, I'd be like, uh, well, uh, I believe you. Like, did you did you answer your question? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I sure, I sure believe you, sir. I mean, like, yeah, you did. I answer your question? No, but yes, you did. Yeah, <laughs> like Mark McGuire was look at was probably watched that like a proud father. With the, I'm not here to talk about the past. He was just like, boy, that's how you do it right there. He's got to shake his finger like Rafael Palmeiro, though. Was, I am not was, a liar, and then gets caught busted for steroids like a he year was later. The major league baseball stats from the satellite underneath his cap as he was talking, <laughs> dude. Oh my God, Jackson, what did you want to bring up today? I think you. Uh, so originally, I was going to talk about the Logan Paul and Mayweather fight. As how is become boxing has just become an embarrassment with these celebrity fighting the, the one-time proud sport of boxing um and that can be a discussion for another day no that's fine I, I no but i find a bigger issue because i heard this today when i was eating breakfast and i think this has more of an impact with america and where the viewing is is super, the bears. super bears 100 <laughs> percent they are a real threat but college football playoff expanding and I've heard that next week the the athletic directors and the committee members are meeting in Chicago for two days, and they're going to be presented a um, template of how to either keep the game the same, the pros and the cons of that, or how to expand it to possibly a 6, an 8, or a 12-game playoff. Um, I think, personally, the league or college football needs to expand to more 6. Teams, more fun. More teams, more fun. Yes, I agree. Um, I think college football, all the time, it is political. It is. There are times where the college football playoff has screwed up. Tremendous. Like, I can count. Now, I'm not just saying this because I'm a Penn State fan, and I think Penn State got screwed in 2016 over Ohio State. Yep, I was going to say that. Yeah, 100% they got screwed. But there are times where the committee has got it wrong. Um, well, and you got I, these undefeated teams that don't get in, even if they're in those weird-ass conferences or whatever. Just right. have more teams, more fun. And they want to see that. And they want to see that. And I think it's okay to have multiple teams from the same division in. I think it's good for money. And I heard an argument from, like, Booger McFarlane, who said, no, it should only be four. I, I'm getting tired of, like, this argument of six. I think Booger, I was, like, thinking to myself, Booger, you're an idiot. This is why you got... Booger. Shut up. You got you were on, this, you were on a... You got demoted for Monday Night Football when demoted, when Monday Night Football was terrible. But Take your I'm getting tired. I'm getting tired of seeing. <laughs> and maybe because and maybe because I hate these three teams, right? I hate Clemson. I hate Notre Dame, and I hate Alabama. Now Alabama actually plays in a real like a real conference and a real division, right? The SEC West is a loaded division within a loaded conference. Clemson does not face anyone in the ACC, right? They walk to the ACC title game. They go undefeated until they go into... Uh, always in one, someone in the Big Ten that gets screwed. And there's always one or two teams in the Big Ten that get screwed because the problem with the Big Ten is that, one, Nebraska has not lived up to the hype in the West. Now, they've gotten better. Now, um, 
Minnesota has gotten better. Iowa is always solid, and so is Wisconsin. Now, I know Wisconsin was down last year. Um, and then the East is where all the moneymakers are, right? You have your moneymakers in Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, and Michigan State. They're bringing in most of the revenue. I think the problem is I think the Big Ten should realign. I, I don't think they did a good job with their realignment, what they did like 10 years ago when they did that Legends and Leaders shit. But it is too top-heavy in the Big Ten um, for the East and the West. If you're going to have two divisions, one, you have to keep Michigan and Ohio State together. I don't like them in separate divisions. I like the idea of having six teams in, have the five-at-large um, the five at-large conference championships and like a one wild card team and that could be like a Notre Dame or like the second best team that did not win their division based off of like polling and then the top two teams get a bye but I, I think it makes more fun um, college football let's be honest is a business it's always been political even though it shouldn't be political but you know let's see what happens yeah, and I think, like, I know I'm I'm not the biggest college football watcher, viewer, or whatever, just because, you know, going to a college that wasn't a big sports college. And oh, I think, must did. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. And, I didn't, and I didn't grow up, like, rooting for a team or find a team along the way that I, like, kind of connected to. Like, Notre Dame a little bit, but, like, eh, just, like, just because being from Illinois and you kind of watch them a little bit, um, you know, just for it, the – uh, college football is trying to like get my viewership. Like I'll watch it. If there's more teams, I don't want to keep watching Clemson versus Ohio state and Notre Dame versus Alabama and right. like, Alabama versus, you know, how the, do you get non basketball fans to watch the NCAA, uh, NCAA basketball because the tournament March madness, the more teams, absolutely. the more yeah, fun. And, and they, ex- they expanded what about six, seven years ago with yeah, the 64, 68, just to the four teams. But look at this year, I think UCLA was one of those four, yeah, they were. They were the plan. Made it all that far, where it's like, you know, you never know what can happen, and that's what. Yeah. That's the probability of that happening is way crazier than you know adding two more teams to this four-team uh, tournament already. So, like, like I, I would say, like when I was really in my prime of watching, uh, Oklahoma is another team that you constantly see that you know it's just like okay here they are again, but. You know, when I was in my prime of watching college football and being into it, like I was always rooting for like the Boise States because they were a team that, you know, was small, t- small team was going undefeated. Never heard of them. Blue turf. Cool. Uh, you know, like you kind of you get like that kind of storyline that probably people are going to watch that because, hey, is this little small college from Idaho going to take down Alabama? You know, it just kind of gives you a little bit of a, you know, small hope that can possibly cause more views but i mean let's let's say hypothetically let's say you have if you have alabama win the sec ohio state win the big 10 uh, acc let's say it's clemson but even even though if, if it was florida state or miami you know like say that's say that's that's just what's gonna happen so yeah uh, i mean those are the three big schools or virginia tech who are going to draw in the most money and then, who's the other one? Um, Oklahoma, Big 12, and USC, Pac-12, the big money makers. And then your your sixth team would be either like a Penn State, a Notre Dame, or uh, like a Michigan or a Florida, depending on what the, the conference schedule is LSU. like. LSU. Like, those are like major market teams, which I think one would grow the sport more 
you bring us a shit ton of money. I think Kevin, if if like a Boise State or like a TCU, BYU, Coastal Carolina, those teams yeah, this past yeah, year. a team that sneaks if in. You're, if you're some idiot arguing against this, you're, or, I mean, you, you, you got you Booger McFarland's your Messiah. So there you go. Yeah, uh, or, or, like, or like a couple oh, years ago, or a couple <laughs> years ago, where it was like you know Northern Illinois was undefeated, and then they played. Florida State in the Orange Bowl and just got destroyed, but technically they were undefeated. They met the requirements of the BCS because they were an at-large team. Why can't they go? Like, if as long as you meet those requirements, and obviously the, the committee will screw like a MAC team or a Big West team or a Sun Valley team. You know, they they will screw them for an average Big Ten team or an SEC team. Like they will. Um, and then that leads to the question of, like, should it be eight? Or possibly could it be 12? I think it needs to be at least six. I think four has become too controversial because there have been better teams that should have gotten into the playoff. And we've seen those teams dominate in those bowl games and then be like, well, that team probably could have beaten that team in a bowl game if they put probably I think it's absolutely, absolutely going to happen. They're stupid. There's too much money on the table. If and it's it, fun. It doesn't happen. Like, it's fun. It, the beauty, of college the, the beauty of college football is that you have to, well, it, it used to be, and it's it, to a degree it still is, you have to win every single game, right? And, like, a bad loss or even a bad win could affect you in polls. Like, we've seen, like, a number one team before play, like, shit against, like, an unranked team, and we've seen them drop in the polls, and, like, this is why teams have to run it up on certain schools to make sure, like, they show the voters, like, yes, we are a good team. Or if you beat a ranked team and you're just on the outside, like, that can propel you. And I think that's what makes it exciting. Definitely frustrating, 100%. But, the, like, I think it needs to expand to four. I think it'll make it more fun. I think it'll continuously bring in more of the casual fan. And I'm sorry, it's more football. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I will go ahead, Kev. No, I was gonna say it's just it's just weird to me that like the you know these these decisions are made by this like secret society that like comes it's go, a cult. In, go into a room and then they you know get where they're like traditional garbs probably and then come out and say these are our four teams the tribe has spoken and then that's yeah. who it is. Like, it's it's very weird, it's very it's very stoic. They have for, a show on ESPN. To announce the four people, you're just like, well, yeah, we a two, a two hour show is. to announce four people, the four yeah. teams. It's like, we already fucking know, we already get it. All right, but I'll end, I'll end the uh, the show on this, Jackson. I like that you brought up boxing. Not going to talk too long on it, but or no, we have our ranking, huh? But uh, boxing, it, dude, boxing died not even with the McGregor Mayweather. Boxing died when the the Triple G and Canelo fight, where it was a tie, even though Triple G hit a hundred more punches because he he was out to dinner with one of the judges the night before. I don't know if that was in 2017 or whatever. That's when boxing died. It's dumb now. It's stupid. That's it. Yeah, it's become very gimmicky. Yep. Uh, uh, I dis I disagree. I think boxing died when the fan man saved Homer from drug or tomatoes. <laughs> but you know, I agree to disagree. Yeah, they don't let you put the barbed wire on, on the on the gloves anymore. Yeah, those were the days. All right. Uh, last segment before we end the podcast, our power rankings. Uh, we are going to power rank our top three most hated players as Bears fans. So, you know, not really choosing anyone on the Bears. I mean, if you did I don't care. 
we don't care. But just your top three players that you hated seeing the most as Bears fans or currently hate seeing as Bears fans. And then just one player at the end who you didn't mind seeing that you liked watching, whether it was because, you know, this or that. But three we hated, one we uh, liked to watch. Um, you know, Jackson, who's your number three? Oh, man, there are so much. Like, there is so much. Three, I'm going to go Adrian Peterson. Um, I respect him as a player. But, um, man, he killed the Bears. He he destroyed us. There were so many games. I think he has the most rushing yards against the Bears. And is a team that has always been good at stopping the run and, like, prides itself on defense. I feel like Adrian Peterson destroyed every myth about that. Very, very, very solid pick, Tim. Who, who, who do you have as your third most hated player as a Bears fan? Uh Clay Matthews uh, just didn't like it, didn't like it, didn't love, love him. I just like, you're going to pull this little dance thing. You're going to do all this crap. And then I get to see your freaking, the girl in the stands wearing an AJ Hawk and Clay Matthews half jersey and shit. And it just was terrible. It was awful. I just hated it. I hated the man. I, I I just oh god! I, every time that he would even he do killed that, us. Yeah, I I would anytime he do anything good defensively, just like that's what the Bears do. That's not you get the quarterback. Stop with this bullshit. Get off this goddamn team, Kev. Uh, my number three. This might be a product of like what what have you done for me lately to hate you? Uh, and I guess it's not necessarily like all against the Bears, but most recently it's Jalen Ramsey. I cannot stand Jalen Ramsey. I'm not a, I hate like it's, he's one of those players that he doesn't necessarily kill the bears or like, it's not even really about him killing the bears. Just the way he's treated this whole Darnell Mooney thing. Like he's such a little baby and just like, Oh, I, I especially cornerbacks. Like some, when the cornerback is just like mouthy and the same thing with wide receivers, like I just can't stand this, these like little skill guys playing like really physical game. It's just like slapping each other in the helmet and, you know, taking each other's chain off. And like, I know that might be a old man's take on it, but I don't know. Jalen Ramsey week one, you're getting torched by Darnell Mooney, 80 yards. Count on it. Book it. Scrub. <laughs> <laughs> Fight me. I don't care. Uh, Jared, <laughs> Tim, number two most hated player as a Chicago Bears fan. Um, I, I, not necessarily just a Bears fan, but I'm a dog lover. Michael Vick, go fuck yourself. Touche. No Jackson. arguments there. You know, I was thinking about Michael Vick, but Michael Vick has never beaten the Bears. So uh, I, <laughs> I, I'm not going to put Michael Vick on there. If he um, a bear, he'd be dead. Well, he's, yeah. That's why Brian Rocker made him his bitch for all those years. Um, Watch out for those Goler Prizzlies, you motherfucker. <laughs> um, number two is Randall Cobb. Dude, the guy just... Or, no. Yes, eyes. It's Randall Cobb slash Jordy Nelson. To me, they are the same person. They just killed... I've always said this. If I, if I was in a fire... And Jordy Nelson saved me. I would ask Jordy Nelson to put me back in the fire. Um, and Randall Cobb, I, I think just after that 2013 game, when Trash Can didn't know how to cover anybody, 
Like, fuck him. Yeah, like, you got lucky there. It wasn't even you being good. But, like, he always made a big catch against us. And Jordy Nelson just always found a way to get those big first downs or that, like, wide-open touchdown pass against us. It's like, it's like nobody told but, the quarterbacks for the Bears, yeah. hey, he's going to run a 40-yard straight route. And, like, they had similar playing careers. It's the, They're the same person to me. Yeah, it's too many games just seeing like you know a eighty yard touchdown to Jordy Nelson, and then like a or like a third and third and eight, and it's a twenty yard touchdown like up the seam to Randall Cobb, or just ugh. yeah, like in two thousand eighteen week one when old man Randall Cobb found a way to score against us, and that was fun. All right, well my my number two, it's I pretty much picked most of my all of my three picks have kind of been not so much like what have they done against the Bears a little bit. But it hasn't been like, oh, they've killed the Bears. It's just mostly just pure, I don't like this guy, the way he looks, oh, the way yeah, he plays. That's how I went. And it's it's funny because my number two pick played for the Bears briefly. It's Jared Allen. I cannot stand. Oh, that's um, a good one. That He almost made the list. Like, if, you know, if I didn't know he was a, a football player and I just saw him walking around the street walking down the street i'm just like this guy is a douche like i just immediately thing that guy did was the jackass thing yeah and it's, you, you tackled the 120 pound guy Re- yeah. really cool you have a you wore the thick headband or like the we whatever. saw that in the movie theater tim that was awesome <laughs> you he, he wore this headband thing he had a handlebar mustache when he got a sack he did his little rodeo like tech like Tie up the terrible cow. when he was uh, with us. And then when he comes here, he just sucks. I remember I remember being in college and getting the things like, oh, we signed Jared Allen, being hyped for it, and he just stunk. Jared Allen, you're a scrub. Fight me. He'd kill you. Bum. Well, he doesn't know what I can do. <laughs> That's true. You might be taller than him. Yeah, but, yeah, is. talk about – I mean, the Bears could not – block that man to save his life to save our lives and that, and he was part of the vikings when they had brett Favre and they were good and adrian peterson was getting 200 yards a game he's just part of that whole collective unit i think, I think if i'm not mistaken Allen won defensive player of the year whatever cool. sucks. Sucks. Yeah. yeah and then he got to the bears and he just trash dog shit it's, it's, he he's that guy. If you go that's to why a, a little bit of I, I, the love for Cleo Mack last episode because it was like we got this big edge Ed rusher, you know. Oh man, like Jared Allen. Oh, okay. That's, I had Jared. I had Jared. So I was Mack, so was excited for Jared Allen. I was so excited for Jared Jared Allen. And then he got old fast. He's that guy. You go to a country concert. He's got the cutoff flannel. He's got the jean shorts. He's got the the, the cowboy boots. And he, he's just ignorantly drunk and you just want to oh, just smack the I mean, shit out of him yeah he's i mean inhaling bud light all right i'll lead off with my number one pick just because uh tim already mentioned him clay matthews my number one most hated player he, he definitely played well against the bears but i feel like every time he did it's because he was either holding or just doing something shady like never got any calls against him from my from my uh recollection he the long, blonde, greasy hair, his stupid celebration, Clay Matthews, and then you go to a team that's not so good. I think he went to the – no, I guess he went to the Rams. But you go, he goes to the Rams, and you don't hear from him. Clay Matthews, you're a bum. You're a scrub. Fight me. You're my number one most hated player as a Chicago Bears fan. You bum. Jackson? 
the Antichrist. It's Aaron Rodgers. Like, he... He's the devil. He, he rips your soul out. And I, I'm sure... I know we had friends comment on our Facebook and our Twitter who are Packer fans, and that they're pro- they would probably crack up when they hear this, but seriously, fuck Aaron Rodgers. I mean, when he was younger, he was almost impossible to sack because he's very elusive. He His back shoulder throws to my uh, two and three, or my honorable mentions of two and three of Nelson and uh, Randall Cobb are unstoppable. He is arguably the you could say he's an argument for like a top five quarterback of all time, but fuck him. Like, I will tip my cap to him that he is a tremendous athlete and a tremendous quarterback, but fuck him. Like, I, I, I cannot wait for the day that he retires. And I, I was thinking about putting my top two people who I hate was Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, but yeah. it was too cliche. And like, I think Brett Favre is just a, like, Fuck him, because he's a weird, creepy dude and an idiot as a human being. Um, but I knew toward the end of Brett Favre's career, like he would throw a dumbass pick because he's an idiot in real life. So I expect that. Um, with Aaron Rodgers, no, Aaron Rodgers is a super smart human being. He doesn't make dumb mistakes. He knows when to like throw it out of bounds or run out of bounds. He doesn't force a throw. And then he will rip your heart out, show you your heart, and stomp it on the ground. So fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. Just retire and just put you in Canton already, because I'm tired of facing you. This whole year would have been a lot easier for him if he talked to his family, but the guy doesn't even have a family because he abandoned him. What a piece of shit. Alrighty. Yeah, my number one. Uh, is obviously was just taken, so I'm gonna go with my backup, and I I came up with this backup just because I knew that that was just you know for some good good radio here. My number one is the entire defense of the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles for electric sliding on us. Uh, <laughs> that was that was just I just God damn it that boiled the fucking shit out of my blood. And then the if you remember they started the fucking dance and the dances of the defenses wasn't a thing yet it wasn't and I know the Bears of 2018 we did the fucking awesome cool shit of the orchestra with Eddie Jackson and on Thanksgiving or whatever but at that point it was the, the cats out the bag I mean you got this brand new quarterback in a John Fox system he makes a mistake and then it ends up being overturned and, he, and then he makes a mistake again and you're just gonna electric slide in front of everyone fuck all that team fuck that team. Don't like Philadelphia Eagles. Fuck them. Go ahead, Kevin. Uh, I was just going to say, before we move on to our players that we did like to watch quickly, uh, since we got on the topic of those like YouTube, Instagram, influencer fights, I will accept an offer to fight Clay Matthews if some, as long as someone pays me $5 million to do so. I am willing to knock him out for $5 million. So there you go. Uh, so my, just really quickly, I don't really have too much to say about my... One of the players I did enjoy watching to play, I picked a rival because I figured that'd be more fun. Uh, Kelvin Johnson, there's nothing I could say about him. He seems like a good dude. I know he killed us. He's a great receiver, but he was just fun to watch. I liked watching him. Uh, it's a shame. It's a shame and a blessing that he played on such bad teams that he didn't like win any Super Bowls with the Lions or anything like that. But Kelvin Johnson was my pick as a player I enjoyed watching as a Bears fan. 
you know, even though he was on a rival team. So Kelvin Johnson is my pick. He'd be mine too. Yeah, just good dude. Played well. Didn't hey, he? drop that touchdown pass in 2010. Dropped it. Thanks for that, Calvin. So is that yours, Jack? Yeah, it's Calvin. Okay. Uh, mine is uh, more recent, uh, just because it's fresh in my memory, and just the amount of hilarity that's ensued because of this man, uh, for me, and long calls with Jackson and Kev, has got to just be, he's it, he's it. My favorite player, or one of my favorite players, or guy that I like in the NFL right now, is going to be a very hot contested pick, because it's Chauncey Gardner-Johnson on the Saints. Why? Because this guy gets into people's heads rent-free, and he made whims and Anthony Miller look like complete and utter idiots, along with Nagy. He made him look like five-year-olds. We we went in thinking, okay, don't let this guy get in your head. Don't let this guy get in your head. After we had already punched him in the face while wearing a helmet. And what happens again? We punch this guy again. What the hell? What does this guy have to be saying on the field to get his own number one receiver in Michael Thomas fighting him? And that our receivers just cannot control themselves even after being babied to do so? I need to know what's going on because this guy's trash talk has to be legendary. I mean, yes, he's probably a giant piece of shit, but I respect that because you know what? That's what this guy's going to be about. So good for him. And he made Wims and Miller look like idiots. I don't know why they're still on our team, but guess what? Great. I love it. You keep doing you. You keep doing you because whatever you're doing, Gardner Johnson, is working. Who's the guy? Who's the guy in Tennessee years ago? He used to get in like uh, people's Portland streets. Finnegan. Yeah, that that guy used to be when Andre a Johnson total dropped asshole. him. That was awesome. I was actually at a Soldier Field and they showed it on the big screen of that the, the fight. You know what? And if I'm and Andre yep. Johnson's not really known for being like a physical human being either. Like, or like, he was a pretty big dude. Well, no, he's a big dude, but he was not, you yeah, know, not, not, like, not He was yeah, like a I, Julio I, where he kept to himself and all that, except for now, Julio, that he doesn't really, yeah, anymore. Yeah, the, but his trash talk, the Gardner Johnson, is on another planet. And if, if I'm Chance the Snapper, GM of the Chicago Bears, I am signing him. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, you you're you're guaranteed to get not obviously a number one receiver because no one's going to play into that. But I mean, you're telling me you can sign a guy that's going to take their wide receiver four out of the game? Sign me up. Why not? All day, every day, all day, <laughs> every day. I mean, he got into a fight with his teammate. Like, yeah, what type Michael of sociopath? Thomas, what type Thomas, of sociopath are you? Yeah. Dude, what? got it. I mean, gotta love it. I mean, can't you're not gonna like this guy as a friend. I'm not saying he's a good person. I don't like the guy at all, but I admire the freaking hustle. I admire the game. You do you, Gardner Johnson. All right. Do you guys have anything uh, you want to say before we sign off with episode two of the Team Bear Sports Podcast? Kevin's gonna fight Clay Matthews. Let's go, baby. Let's for $5 go. Five million dollars. Thanks for thanks for listening, guys. If you're still listening to that, uh, you know, Jackson has absolutely promised a new mic. We just don't know when that's going to be. Um, other than that, Not thanks for listening to you guys. Uh, thanks for <laughs> thanks for listening to us, and uh, please stick around because we're actually doing this. So let's go, baby. Yeah, episode three up and coming probably next week. Uh, and if, for those of you who don't know don't know already. Follow us at Team Bear Podcast on Twitter, and you can also listen to the podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you can get your podcast from. 
uh, and feel free to take a listen to that and be ready for those super bears to come and take over the world. So team bear. Bye guys. See ya. See ya. Team bear. Thank you, thank you, and go Bears!